you have an inquisitive mind? Where do you go for answers? Imagine if the natural world held an answer to every question. Welcome to the Flowerhood Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Frankfurt. I'm on an orchard growing avocados and there's something going on. The more time I spend in nature, the more I learn about myself. Is it possible that until we connect with nature, we never truly flourish in our relationships, community, businesses or health? Oh boy, this is no ordinary gardening podcast. Join me at my kitchen table for wide and varied conversations with old and new friends from around the world. I'll be asking questions on how they connect with nature, what the research shows us, and look for ways we can incorporate these learnings into our lives. Let's get started. Namihi o Greetings for the new year. I'm Alex. Welcome to the Flowerhood Podcast. I'm recording this podcast on the 4th of January, 2021. Is there anyone out there born in the 1970s or earlier? When you were a kid and you thought about the year 2020 or 2021, didn't you think we would all be flying around in our own personal spaceships by now? Or at least a family-run aero car? And while you're at it, where is my robotic maid? I want a robotic maid. I want a Rosie. And if you've got no idea what the hell I'm talking about, well, there was an animated sitcom in the 1960s called The Jetsons. Check it out. So Happy New Year. Even if you're listening to this in June, July, well, it's all about new beginnings and Hey, that can happen at any time in your life, on any month, any date of the year. I'm always keen around this time of the year to think about what lessons I learned from the previous year. It's one of those exercises that's been really beneficial because, well, number one, you kind of realize that you've learned some amazing things. Going into this review session, there's a surprising amount that you've covered if you take the time to reflect. And it's a lot easier for, you know, people who run a journal throughout the year because they can always, like, flick back. But, like, really have a think about it. I bet you'll be surprised what you've actually got through this year. And number two, you can integrate these lessons into your life going forward and reap the benefit. And three, reflection of good and bad helps define the things that make us happy or curious or interested or intrigued. And you know you want more of those things. So it's sort of like setting the compass, defining what works for you, defining the lessons, because this is where the juice is in life. This is how you know you are growing. And life on this earth is all about growing. That time you spend reflecting, identifying the lessons, taking the good ones forward, well, it's time well spent. And you've heard me say it before, where focus goes, energy flows. I thought it might be fun to celebrate my 18th podcast episode with a reflection on a couple of the lessons I've been, well, having a look at. And, and I'll 
take them into the new year going forward, see how they develop. And it's the Flowerhood podcast. So it sort of suits the theme that I dive into some of those lessons that actually came out of the podcast that cropped up while I was doing the research for for each of the episodes. And, you know, there were some real gems that I uncovered during conversations with my guests. So I haven't gone into this in, in too much depth, but I've taken three lessons that I'll be taking forward into 2021. And they're in no particular order. Lesson one is about embracing disparity. So it's knowing that 20% of my actions can lead to about 80% of results. So knowing 20% of my actions can lead to, you know, about 80% of results. Lesson two, tend to your roots. Take time to re-energize, especially if you have been shining your light. So lesson two, tend to your roots. Take time to re-energize, especially if you've been shining your light. And lesson three, drop the judgment. Be in the moment with the emotion and look for the progress over perfection. So drop the judgment, be in the moment with the emotion, look for progress over perfection. It does make me chuckle that I kind of start off talking or researching about nature and once again, it leads me into life lessons that I'll be applying in multiple areas of my life. So anyway, let's get going and I'll try and explain as I go along why I've come up with those three. So lesson one, embrace disparity, knowing that 20% of my actions can lead to 80% of my results. It's the 80-20 rule. And this one is a goodie, and it translates so well into the choices that we'll be making going forward. So perfect for this time of the year, Pareto Principle, the 80-20 rule. It was discovered by this Italian economist, socialist philosopher called Vilfredo Federico Pareto. And what I particularly like is the story that he discovered this while doing a spot of gardening. He was out looking at his pea plants. Gathering the pods from the vines, he noticed that 20% of the pea plants produced 80% of the crop. So fascinated, he then went on to discover other places that the 80-20 split appeared. So he didn't just stop with plants in the garden. Nature taught him the rule that worked across a vast range of situations. Now, he was born in 1848, and during his life, he noticed in Italy, where he lived, that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the population. And he then went and looked at other countries where there was a similar split. So this theory spun out to many parts of society. And in modern times, you know, we get things like restaurants reporting that 80% of turnover comes from only 20% of the dishes on the menu. And in the world of computers, by targeting and fixing 20% of software bugs, led Microsoft to fix 80% of computers crashing. So what's it all about? Well, it's facing the fact that there exists unequal distribution. Now, don't get too hung up about the percentages or the percentage split. 
like just kind of imagine you have a really long list of things to do to reach a goal. You probably only need to do about 20% of the list to hit 80% of the total result. So this is great news. It's a time saver. And we can use it to analyze the list of tasks and decide what to prioritize and get those ones done first. You know, you may find you don't even ever need to do the rest. So 2021 is the year to work smarter, not harder. 2021 is the year to create time in your schedule, time for kicking back, time for dreaming, envisioning, breathing, getting out into nature. And if you look at all the areas of your life, so you have things like health or wealth, family, community, your emotional life, spiritual life, your intelligence, you no doubt doubt have sort of some areas that, you know, you'd like to improve on, grow in. Well, think about how you'd feel if, say, you were working on a list every morning and there was 10 actions for every single area of that life, for every single day. And you sort of end up getting a bit of overwhelm. (laughs) I'd have it kicking in, definitely. So here's the joy for me. Each day in 2021, I'll be focusing on getting done just the top two things on my list of 10. Just the top two. Is that achievable? Yeah. So that's my 20%. And I'll be looking to make 80% progress towards the result I want. And I love the fact that something in nature, as simple as a pea plant growing in a garden, in the 1800s, gave us this idea of how to free up time. Lesson two. Well, this one's about tending to your roots, taking time to re-energize, especially if you have been shining your light out there in the world. So did you catch the podcast with my guest, Stephanie Brown? By day, she runs her own marketing PR consultancy in London. And at night and early morning, she grows over 50 orchids in her London flat. So Steph is just such a joy to speak with. I try to listen as much as possible as she has this beautiful accent and is a very eloquent speaker and a craftswoman at word pictures. So we delved into the world of orchids on the podcast And there's over 10,000 varieties of orchids in the world. One of my key takeaways from our conversation was her description of a failure she had had early on with an orchid plant. So she'd bought this amazingly beautiful blooming orchid. And then she bloomed her orchid to death. Yes, dramatic and true. She bloomed her orchid. To death, an extremely beautiful orchid that had not one but multiple spikes of flowers, glorious looking, and on the surface appeared to be everything you want in an Auckland. It's orchid. It's like your pride and joy orchid. You know, it's the one that you take all the Instagram photos of. So, so excited by the multiple spikes with the masses of flowers, she let it run and run and run. And she explained that what she should have done was cut 
back some of those spikes so the plant had a chance to regroup. Every time your orchid flowers, the flowering zaps an enormous amount of energy from the plant. The plant needs to regroup its energy to send that energy into regrowing a really good solid root system and the leaves. On the surface, everything looked well. Underneath, things were breaking down. Now there's a big lesson there. Is there a part of your life you are blooming to death? Have you reached a really high level of achievement and you're running with it, but you're forgetting to regroup, tap back in to finding your energy? So that plant, that plant had the right conditions. It had sun, it had soil, it had the right humidity, it had the right water, but it was over blooming. So is there an area of your life that if you really examined it and looked beneath the surface appearance that you put out to the world at large, you would admit that you are running on empty You're running on the fumes of success. You're emotionally drained or you've lost the creative drive or the hunger or the inspiration. It's time to regroup. It's time to get back to tending your own roots. Re-energize from the inside. Revisit your emotional home. Take care of your needs, your mind, your body, spirit. Don't be a flame that burns out. Remember to refuel. You'll come back stronger. Lesson three, drop the judgment. Be in the moment with the emotion and look for the progress over the perfection. Well, this one kind of came about from another inspiring woman that I had on the Flowerhood podcast in 2020, and that was Karen Sawyer. She's the plant-based coach. And we talk about why humans need to eat whole foods and what whole foods are, the difference between like a plant-based diet and a vegan diet. And we covered transitioning into a plant-based diet. We also talked about getting in touch with nature by connecting what we grow and consume and moving away from those heavily animal proteins. She was so interesting. And one of her messages that got me thinking was on progress over perfection. Yeah, progress over perfection. Now, this is a good one for anyone out there who perhaps at the beginning of a new year is looking to reduce or cut out sugar or stop drinking or get healthier, change your diet, go plant-based, up your exercise. We all know it. Willpower alone gets us so far. Momentum from New Year resolutions kind of only gets us so far. So Karen talks a lot about making sure that she sets up a very compelling why. Why do you want what you want? What's the reason? And she does this with her clients, creates the scenarios. What I found really interesting is how she talks about failure and self-sabotage. Because that happens. And it's kind of unavoidable. You go on a binge. You eat what you know you shouldn't eat. You drink too much. 
you end up picking up the packet of cigarettes. You stop the exercise. You sabotage your success. You, you sabotage the dream that you had. So she teaches her clients to sit back. Sit back in those moments and not hold judgment against themselves when this happens. Because yes, it happens. We slip up. We make mistakes. We fall off our commitments. This is all part of life. If we sit back and we don't hold the judgment against ourselves or others, if we sit back with a bit of curiosity and notice the feelings in our body, how do we feel physically, emotionally, mentally? This is such a big step. It's something a lot of us seldom do. Really, truly allow ourselves to feel and take note. I mean, what usually happens is in this situation, we kind of want to do the opposite. We, we don't want to feel. We don't want to feel the emotion. We want to numb it out, out of ourselves. Numb the emotion from our body. And often, actually, that ends up leading us to kind of like either binging more or, or doing more sabotage. So she asks us to feel where the discomfort is in the body, physically, emotionally, mentally, how it felt as we made the mistake. How did it feel in the moment? How did it feel doing the thing we knew we shouldn't do? And remember, do not hold judgment. I mean, I know I'm a sinner at judging myself. And look, there I go, judging myself about judging myself. Well, I'm pretty mean anyway. And when I eat the whole packet of cookies, when I don't read the books I've set myself up to finish, when I stop going to the gym. So here's the thing. 2021, if we slip up, which we will all do, can we stop the judgment? Can we actually still, go into the emotion? Can we get curious about it? Can we have the slip up and not let it be a setback? Because that's the thing. We allow it to set us back. But if we just have the moment, have it happen, and it's in our control whether we choose, whether we really choose to attach the blame, those internal harsh words we run through our head, critical judgment of ourselves. We have a choice whether we want to run that. The problem is, if we do that blame, we carry it way beyond the moment of the actual slip up. We hold ourselves to perfection when we should hold ourselves to progress. So for me going forward, I'll be having a moment, a slip up, and I'll take a deep breath. I'll observe it. I'll get curious. I'll drop the judgment. And I'll just kind of feel where the discomfort is and go into the emotion. And you know what? That's all you have to do. Because that'll let it pass. And when you let it pass, you don't hold on to it. You don't let it go on 
and on. You don't re-punish yourself. So there we go. Three lessons. Three lessons I'm going to take into 2021. Embracing disparity. Disparity. Like getting my head around the fact that I probably don't need to do all the things on the to-do list. I probably can get away with just doing 20%. Lesson two, tend to your roots. Take the time to re-energize, especially if you've been shining that light for a long time. And three, drop the judgment, be in the moment with the emotion and look for progress over perfection. My heartfelt thanks for listening all the way to the end of this Flowerhood podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the show, like and review it on your favourite player. Be part of the greater Flowerhood community. Join the Flowerhood Facebook group and find show notes and information at flowerhood.com. I can't wait to share the next episode. Until then, hey, why not stop and smell the roses?